0: Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Miller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in DC. Today, I'm going to be talking with Paige Wolf. She's a communications expert. She's worked on democratic political campaigns throughout Pennsylvania, but now she's focusing on helping candidates in her newer home of South Jersey. We're going to have an interesting chat, but before we do... The Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week, kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com startmeup. Now please enjoy my conversation with Paige Wolf. Welcome to the show, Paige. Thank you so much for having me. So, you know, you and I have been kind of friendly on Twitter for a long time. We've known each other for a long time. And um, now you're on my show and I want you to tell everybody about what you do, especially because what you do has to do with democratic messaging. But, you know, we're going to get into that in a minute. But first, uh, you are a communications expert. So how does one become a communications expert?
1: Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I started working in communications and PR out of college. Uh, I was actually a journalism major. So my background is in journalism, and I still do a lot of writing. Um, I started my own communications business very young. I was only 22. I am now 44. So we can do the math and um, <laughs> worked in a lot of different industries, but I've always been passionate about politics and a passionate liberal um and i've been writing about it since i wrote the pro gore column for my college <laughs> newspaper so <laughs> um just being interested in the work um and honing my skills in communications and i do a lot of reading and research and research and a lot of tweeting a lot of tweeting <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, so many of us do a lot of tweeting. <laughs> it's so and that, funny. That's where I, I've,
1: met, I've met some of my, my people. I'm yes. I'm like, oh, these are,
0: these are my, my, my Twitter friends. Yes, it's amazing how Twitter can, I mean, unfortunately now Twitter is owned by a chaos agent, but just yeah. the idea that this website has been able to put us in touch with people that we would have never met. And, you know, what's, what's so cool about it, just to kind of sidetrack for a second, is especially with like, celebrities and authors and you know whether it's people in the news or or just anybody out there who you kind of like watch and admire you have the ability to communicate with them now and you know they can see what you're saying and they can respond to you and then on top of it you might even form a relationship and that's just you know with with some of these people that inspire you or you admire or whatever I think that is so cool I just love that about so I mean there's so many bad things about social media but that's one of the really cool things. So I just had yeah, to get that I know. There. And,
1: I, and I still love Twitter and refuse to leave it. And <laughs> certainly the past few months have been really um, disheartening across mm-hmm. the board with what's happened with Twitter. Yeah. But, you know, it has opened the doors for me to connect directly yeah. with politicians, mm-hmm. with celebrities, with authors, with writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and And I refuse to leave and it's had really great opportunities but also really bizarre goofy things that have happened that we can totally get
0: into (laughs) yes yes I know there's a specific tweet that you tweeted out at some point but we're going to get into that in a minute I I will say this though unfortunately I mean I don't know about you but my Twitter experience has really changed since Elon took over and I'm I'm here for a number of reasons I'm here because still everybody's still here and until that changes I mean i this is what I do for a living. So I kind of have right. to keep up. And then, um, you know, there's, I mean, I am on other social media sites. I'm on spoutable and I'm on uh post, even though I don't really post over there on post, but still I'm on them. It's just that not everybody is over there yet. If, if they're ever going to go. And then there's the blue sky thing. And I really hope that that does not become the new Twitter because it's Jack. And you know, he fucked us over once. And I feel right. like, Okay, yeah, he knows what he's doing, but so so does Christopher Boozy over at Spoutable. It's it's you know, I, I know that I think Jack has been working on Blue Sky for several years, so it might be a little bit more user friendly when it opens up to the public right now than Spoutable is. But still, it's like I just would prefer not to go, if if I yeah, have to, yeah, if I'm I, forced.
1: I, I, I agree. I'm on all the things. I'm waiting for the Blue Sky invitation, but I don't really care I don't I I think Twitter is probably going to stay despite you know and it yeah my experience has absolutely changed and Mm -hmm. um you know and I had that fun blue check which Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie was it was a door opener in a good way and in a bad way and um now it's just chaotic Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's (laughs) okay well I don't know I mean I don't really know if it's gonna stay and and the reason why is because of every day although you know he, he he Elon is going to give the control over to that whatever that woman's name. I don't know her name. Um, she's going to be the CEO if she's not already. But I don't trust her either. No. I don't trust no, he's anybody. Not really
1: going to give control to anybody. No, of course it's not. I mean, it's no. going or, or it's somebody that he controls. So yeah, you know exactly it's, it's, it, the the uh, the glues out of the container or whatever the expression is. I can't think. But you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. we not. We can't.
0: It's it, it's done. It's done. I mean, and it's the still going to
1: be useful. It and I. I always tell my clients um, in, in politics that they, they,
0: oh, I say, no, you, you need to be there. Oh, you need to be there. You, you, need, you need to have be, be there. there, yeah. Yeah, but, but you just don't know now that these these Russians, you know, I mean, there was that story last week of the blue, fake Bloomberg account showing an AI blow up of the Pentagon, and then yeah. the Russians who purchased the blue checks, you know, who get more yeah. ampl- amplification because they're paying Elon are getting, yeah. you know, telling everybody, yeah, this is real, So, I mean, I I think that there might be a point where something switches over, where something horrible happens on Twitter and maybe ever. I don't know, though. It's just like everyone has to leave. There's got to be an alternative to Twitter that everyone is comfortable with and then they'll leave. And I'm afraid that's going to be blue sky just because we're like, okay well, we knew what it was like when Jack ran it. So let's just go there now. Even though Jack totally fucked us. Let's just trust him again. Let's do that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like yeah no no anyway I'll, 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 I'll go where you go kimberly <laughs> wherever you wherever you, I'll, I'll follow you
0: I, I don't know what the hell anymore <laughs> sure. well we're all fucking on twitter right now so uh you know we're we're here till we're not i don't know i mean you know it's interesting though because facebook is so i don't know if do you have a facebook page I use the hell out of Facebook. Oh, you do? Interesting. And I get
1: pissed when people won't be on it because it's my main (laughs) tool for organizing. All the organizing that I do, all the grassroots organizing that I'm a part of takes place predominantly in Facebook groups. Interesting. And the amplification there is not awesome, but there's enough tools that it's super, super useful. And I always get aggravated when people like, who want to do the work, like, refuse to exist at all on Facebook, I'm like, just make a burner account so I can send you an invitation to something, you know, (laughs) like, you don't have to post pictures of your kids if you don't want to, Um, but, yeah, like, for me, like, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are essential but Twitter mm-hmm. is my favorite because I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. I'm not a photographer, I'm not a videographer, yeah. like I'm a writer and that's where I can write. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I mean and yeah, I was just going to say with Facebook though, I mean it's they are just killing political speech. So what used to be a thriving page for me, now it's like if I post something about politics it's like no one pays attention. It's just not going into anybody's feed.
1: I don't even think it's that. I think it's the I, I, I'm telling you like I think it's pages because I have pages and mine I have pages with thousands of followers and they're dead. And yeah. Even if I post something that's not political like something goofy it's just they're just dead. So yeah. I, I,
0: Something's going on there. I'm not really sure the answer right now. Yeah, something is definitely going on. I mean, Something's I think up. I think the only the only stuff that I see are you know, I will say this though, in my experience because I lost my Facebook profile back in 2018 and I also have a which I don't even post on it anymore, but a page. So I could literally post the same crap on both pages and on my profile I would get tons of engagement, but on the page far less. Oh, well that's
1: by design because they want you to boost but, yes you know they could talk about that all day right right right
0: <laughs> but yeah so that and I don't even use my Facebook page anymore just because I, I can't I can't fucking deal I'm a social media manager and I have so many pages and I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm sick See, of the pages yeah, that's, that's part of my job too I'm managing
1: everybody else's account so yeah, it's chaotic I just try not to post my screeching bullshit by accident onto like some art stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, that's funny. so far I've been able to keep it straight
0: Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about your what you do now. So I know working in political communications, it must be frustrating with some of the Democratic messaging. I think they're getting a little bit better, but I'm just going to ask, what are some of the things that drive you crazy with the Democratic messaging? Okay, so we're
1: so talking about national versus like state and local are mm-hmm. two different ball games because. At least the national messaging—I mean, they really have people on it, so it's not terrible. Yeah. Um, but it could be improved. What I see, like um, locally, like statewide, legislative, state rep candidates, things like that, is, is just is just really a mess. But so so nationally, one thing is that I see a lot of talk. And no action. And I think probably you could say that. I don't know. Maybe you could say through both parts. Not really. No, really, because that's not true, because Republicans are doing the most right now. I think that there is Democrats have a lot of tools in their arsenal that they could be using for barriers. Thing right on, on on common sense gun reform. I mean, they could be standing and holding up Senate votes. I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. not right now with what's going on in the budget, but mm-hmm. across the board, I think there's a lot that they could be doing. Mm-hmm. And I just see a lot of talking like, hey, "We got to stop this." Yeah. Well, how? Right. When? Yeah. What's the plan? Why? And then we just tell everyone, "Vote, vote, vote," and they're like, "Okay, I voted." And right. Mm-hmm. And now I'm all about the vote blue, no matter who, whatever you got to do, kind of deal. But mm-hmm. like. I get why people are feeling disenchanted Mm -hmm. and frustrated because it's like, well, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, The Republicans will pull out every antiquated maneuver, every constitutional glitch to move their shit forward Mm -hmm. successfully. And I feel like a lot of times Democrats, even when they have a majority aren't pulling out the stops, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's got to be some moves. I mean, to talk about, like, oh, well, they can't, you know, filibuster. This. Well, we've got 52 or 51, and, like, there's got to be a way yeah. to hold cinema or mansion one of their asses to the fire on something, mm-hmm. yeah. to move a filibuster on something. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. This is all you told people to vote for, right? And then to say, well, you know, we can't push anything forward, and then you gotta start over now because the Congress is red, and it's like it just feels like there's a lot more that they could be doing, and they're just sort of talking. Now, that's like what I see in 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 like the big national messaging. Mm-hmm. But like what I see from state candidates is like a hot nothing. <laughs> I mean, truly, like the silence a lot of the time is deafening. The way that they're not talking about like I'll give you an example. so I worked in I lived in Philadelphia for 20 years and worked in Pennsylvania politics and that was all I knew. And then I moved to New Jersey two years ago thinking I was moving to a safe blue state and it's not. It's mm-hmm. super purple. it's it's getting redder. We had we took a beating in our last legislative election. We almost lost the governor. our school boards are getting decimated. and I'm seeing like these incumbent legislative candidates, and I don't care if it's, they're in a you know super blue district or purple or red, they're just not saying much. Um, not all of them. I mean, there's certainly a few that are very good, really good, but for the most part, like, I, I'd be so frustrated, for example, when we're having day after day of these mass shootings with assault rifles. Well, assault rifles are banned in New Jersey. Doesn't mean nothing can happen here, but it certainly gives us a little bit more... Uh, safety and protection in the state and so thank god we don't see that as often here Mm -hmm. and i said you know what an opportunity to say hey our whole state legislature is up in a few months let's make sure that we keep it blue because so that we can keep these common sense Mm -hmm. gun safety measures or something like that Mm -hmm. and like nobody said it (sighs) and i was like tweeting at them like yo i'll 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 make a nice donation to the first person who says <laughs> right. something. I really, I swear to you, you can look at my timeline. And it was just like deafening silence. Hmm. Um, Like that's a perfect example where I was like, why would you not take this opportunity mm-hmm. to talk about what we've been able to do with the blue trifecta in New Jersey so that we don't lose it. We also just got redistricted in the legislature to make it a little bit redder. Like I just, don't feel awesome about how that might go in November, to be honest. Hmm. And no one's paying attention to New Jersey, right? They're looking at Virginia, yeah, rightly. But it's like, hey, hey, um, I'm on the ground here, and it's gnarly, and like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm going on and on, but like, it, it's there's there's a lot of saying nothing or just say or just 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 goofy, just not 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 communicating in the way. The messaging is really just a lot of like word salad. And it's frustrating. So I get really excited if I can sign anyone—a school board candidate, a town mm-hmm. council candidate—just to help them get their messaging in order. I feel like that's a win. Yeah, I was just—I'm not the only one who can do it, but I mean, get someone.
0: Right. I was just wondering though. So you just said you get excited when you find someone that you can coach. Now, how does that? How does that work? Do you seek them out? Do they seek you out? Well, well, both. So I have served as communications director on two campaigns. and uh, to be
1: frank, I do tend to work with underdogs mm-hmm. <laughs> in races that would be very difficult to win. Um, but had really amazing experiences working on two really different democratic races in the past couple of years. But now the work I'm doing or, or, and a lot of what I've done is more consulting where I can just sort of, especially for people who can't afford to have a communications director with them mm-hmm. for a year to help them just like like I've been doing packages and I've been doing that for a few years where I'll help a candidate just put together their messaging, their, their IO, their policies, their platforms, get that on their website, coach them on how to really effectively use their social media Mm -hmm. and, and then kind of give them those wings to fly. Mm -hmm. Um, And and sometimes that's all they need Mm -hmm. to, to have built those, those messaging building blocks and, and, know how to use them and even tonight I'm starting a a workshop that I'm doing where I'm doing um 12 people in you know intensive workshop where it's going to be like two separate sessions and I'm working directly with everybody who's in this sort of cohort and the cohort's got everybody from from state assembly candidates to school board candidates Mm -hmm. and it's mostly people who don't have they're not in like big money districts so they're just trying to take something that they can use um, to more effectively run their race. And I, I love being able to help them. So I, I try to offer services that are, that are really affordable for the people who aren't in these huge money races. Gotcha,
0: yeah. Let, let me ask you, going back to that first thing you were saying, when you're talking about these candidates in the state races and that they're just not saying anything – why do you think, do you think it's fear? Do you think they're afraid? Do you think that they want to please everybody so they're afraid to say anything?
1: No, I just, I just don't think they have the wherewithal. And I don't mean yeah. that to be insulting. Right. I think that there's, the, there's certain incumbent candidates in blue districts who just figure they have it in the bag so they don't need to do the work or say anything. Mm. And I've seen some of that happen where then they may get a wake-up call mm-hmm. when they lose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I think it's that. And then I think some of the ones in, um, in what are deemed as unwinnable districts just don't have the tools or the support to know how they're put in as these, mm-hmm. like, um, sacrificial lambs, right? And then in the purple races, it's a mixed bag. Some of them have really solid communications teams, and some of them don't. And I've talked to different county chairs, and there's different reasons, and they do the math and what they think is winnable the cycle and what's not and they make their decisions and i'm not saying what's right or wrong um and and i'm sure and and look it's across the board i mean i've working in pennsylvania i've seen candidates in pennsylvania who do you know amazing messaging yeah and and some who just said almost nothing (laughs) so and, and then i've seen candidates in swing districts that nobody thought would win really solid messaging and yeah. really just doing the work and winning right. in 2022 and that was just really beautiful because they knew what they were doing and yeah. they won wow. so it's, it's not like it's impossible yeah
0: okay well we have to take a quick break but we'll be back after this message hey this is Kimberly if you're not already my patron just visit patreon.com startmeup start me up you can take a look at all the tiers and decide how you want to support the show thank you so much You know, I want to know, because obviously there's so much emphasis put on Democratic leaders and, and, you know, what you do and all of that. But what would you, what advice would you have um, to just voters, to regular voters, especially voters on social media, to have better messaging? Because I think, you know, there have been a lot of people who have learned... About Well, first of all, there's been a lot of people who have learned about government because of Donald Trump, right? He came into office and he broke all these rules and he broke all these norms and traditions. And so then we were like, oh, okay, well, this is what usually happens. And we never knew that before. And, um, you know, but obviously, like I said at the beginning of this question, yes, it's really important to have good strategists and communicators at the top level. But so many of us are on Twitter. So many of us are on social media and we're part of that messaging. So, what do you what What advice would you give to just regular people in how to better message and not get? Here's the part of it: not get distracted in the minutia and in that, like Mm -hmm. you know, the bullshit semantic argument and all that. It's like so so Mm -hmm. many times people get wrapped up in the stuff that doesn't matter and ignore the important stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I do see a lot of like um, I see a lot of influencers who just post outrage and they don't post calls to action, and it Mm -hmm. feels purposeful. Um, and frustrating, um, and 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 the message to voters. So first of all, we need to be touting accomplishments.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: and I think that Biden's trying to do that, and mm-hmm. I think we need to do better at amplifying that and mm-hmm. amplifying things that have passed. And that was the, sort of the example that I gave at a state level in New Jersey. Like they've 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 got some really strong um, gun protections, and if, and it, if you look at you know one of these correlation maps, we also have one of the lowest rates of gun violence. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what we've done what we were able to accomplish and what we can accomplish if you keep voting for us mm-hmm. um and i think that we can you know we can rattle off biden's accomplishments despite everything that he's been up against mm-hmm. because the people like to say well, well he didn't well he hasn't done anything Well, what has he done well there's a big fat list of things he's done right yeah um, and, and the amount of time you had to spend rolling back mm-hmm. the bullshit from the four years prior mm-hmm. right so He's done a tremendous amount. And that has and, and and it's not gonna be exactly perfect the way that we want it to be because that's not how government works. Mm-hmm. But if you actually look at like if you look at this the the deal now they're trying to pass for the debt ceiling, it is not perfect. I don't like what they're doing with what they were proposing to do with SNAP benefits and everything else. But then you've got the Republicans over here and the Freedom Caucus who are going to do everything in their power to try to stop it from happening so they can make things exponentially worse
0: for yeah. people. Right. Exactly. And if
1: the, Dem- if the progressives, if the Democrats join them, I don't see things moving forward. I see things moving backwards. Hmm. Like, I would call that bluff. -hmm. I am not there. I can't say that I'm an expert on (laughs) what's happening behind closed doors by any stretch, but that would be my gut. Yeah. Right. So, but let's talk about what what we have been able to accomplish. um, What Mm -hmm. Biden has gotten done. What the look look at these states with the blue trifecta. Look at Minnesota. Look at Michigan. What they were able to pass with that blue trifecta. You Mm -hmm. know, the messaging on that. That is why we vote.
0: Wow! So, yeah, and it's yeah. so important because I wish more of us would understand the influence we have. I mean, even if you've got 150 followers, it doesn't matter. If you've got 150 or 150,000, you're reaching people. And right. when you put shit out in the world, you know, someone's going to see it. And I mean, look, all of us have a right to complain. There's lots to complain about. All sure. of us have a right to vent and, and talk about our fears. I mean, there have been times before when I... God, I remember, you know, when um, our when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, um, oh, I, went I was mental. Oh, that was awful. And then, but what wound up happening was a couple of whatever it was days later, where Mitt Romney was like, "Yeah, let's go ahead and vote on a new SCOTUS uh, uh-huh. seat." I lost my shit, and I had Fred Guttenberg on my show, and so I felt I, I will always feel bad about this because interviewing him was very intimidating to me. Obviously, he lost his daughter, Jamie, in in a school shooting and that just intimidates me to even talk to him. He's a really wonderful man, Um, but it's just like I can't even imagine that loss. And so it just kind of scared me. So on top of all of that, on top of my being incredibly intimidated and feeling, you know, empathy for him, I'm like worried that I'm going to lose my health insurance. And I did a show after I talked to him just by myself and literally bawled. Through the whole thing. I just cried <laughs> through the whole thing. And and it's because I was, fe- excuse me, I was fearful. And I get it. Like, f- sometimes, fe- you know, I, I do think Democrats need to utilize fear, but not in the way Republicans do it. Mm-hmm. We need to mm-hmm. make them be afraid of what Republicans are going to take away and how they're going to make our lives worse. And then we have to come in with the solution that we have to say, all right, look, they're going to do this, but we're going to do that. I think that kind of fear... Uh, Right. Strategy works. And I think. Rachel right. and, does, yeah, does that. Yeah,
1: there's nothing wrong with ranting and venting. Yeah. I do plenty of it. Right. <laughs> but I'm also not running for office, nor do I hold one. Right. Yes. To. Yeah. And I think that. Um, and the other thing about Twitter is that people will say, oh, well, the Twitter is just for Twitter. Twitter is just for people right. who are extremely online. Well, that may be so. And most of my friends really aren't on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But how many of my friends text me? when they get their ballot in the mail or they're Mm -hmm. heading to the polls to ask me who to vote for. And I bet you get the (laughs) same because us people who are the very, very online people are the ones that have that network of people that they know, well, let's ask Kimberly and Paige. They know what's up, right? So it's not nothing.
0: Right, it's We not represent
1: reference. our little constituent base mm-hmm. and our friends and family and neighbors because they everyone has that go-to person in their, in their <laughs> friend group or their community. And that person's usually sitting on Twitter. So yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's not just for somebody because the Philly political season and I was still, you know, Given my own two cents, whether it was warranted or not, that I don't physically live in Philly anymore, but it was this kind of joke about like the very the polling among the online Twitter community, Philly political Twitter. But I was like, you know, yeah, but each one of us is that person that a whole bunch of people in Philly are going to ask who to vote for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: it it matters. It does. I mean, there's nothing I can say to improve, you know, the candidate in North Carolina or wherever. I'm not that's not my job. Obviously, that's your job. But I mean, so but yeah, I think it's important that the rest of us realize that we are also kind of working as as messengers for the Democratic Party. And so you made a really good point that Biden is putting out and I know this because I am a social media manager and I look for content all the time. And I can see that Biden is putting out lists of his accomplishments and explaining to people. And, you know, it's not as sexy As screaming Marjorie Three Toes or, you know, yelling at Lauren Bubbert. I don't I wish our culture were different, but, you know, I know that if I'm going to go put up a Joe Biden meme, depending on how, you know, if it's a dark Brandon meme where it's like a kick-ass gets more attention. If it's just a straightforward, here's what I accomplished, people ignore it. And I wish people would stop ignoring it and just just hit the retweet button, people. Just hit retweet when you <laughs> see a meme. It's, well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're here
1: to amplify. <laughs> so I always tell my friends, you know, we're, we're here to amplify that and and just twitter show us the way they used to no i know we're getting buried now by whoever's paying for i don't know what's going on but you know there's other spaces and yeah i'm constantly trying to you know share out that messaging wherever i can as much as i can um even for candidates and let's say, yeah exactly in north carolina Mm -hmm. or wisconsin i mean um that that's that's what where i hold more some, some degree of power, right. <laughs> you know, but, um... <laughs> Well, and uh, you know, I yeah. just also
0: want to say that so many times people feel like uh, the best way I can describe this because I'm a social media manager. Um, I and and beyond that, beyond it just being a social, I can hear your dogs. Hi, doggies. Um, I know, that's <laughs> my walk in the door, and, and then my dog.
1: So hopefully well,
0: that that that's what not. we love dog. <laughs> we love dogs on the show. We love all the animals. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. So when I'm looking for content, I you know I've been doing this now for a long. Whether it's my own page or whatever, I've been doing this long enough to kind of understand what flies. And the you know it's great when you can post something that's positive and it flies. Like I think a library. I posted the other day on MSW Media that there's a, a Brooklyn library that's giving library cards out nationwide for for kids to be able to check out. You know, online books. And thankfully, that went viral. Um, But Mm -hmm. most of the time, you put out something about climate, you put out something about what Joe Biden has done, and it just sits there. And so, as a social media manager, um, you're like, okay, well, I want to build my business, right? I want, I need to earn money, and I want people to engage. And they're not engaging on the important stuff, what they're, you know, all the time. They're engaging on the stuff that, gives them a knee-jerk reaction and so what scares me just for the long run in social media is is when people are looking for content they're only looking for the content that they know are going to get clicks and you know it's not doesn't mean it's click bait it just means that you know I mean it could be a true story but it's it makes you feel angry it makes you feel mm-hmm. scared or whatever and so you know it's like I'm just putting it out there to people right now please 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 retweet what the Democrats do because we are part right. of that messaging and we keep thinking it's like, Oh, the Democrats have to do all that work. Well, we're Democrats too. If we're voting for Democrats, we have to help the Democrats as best we can. So there's my pitch to uh, everybody out there. <laughs> Just share stuff that isn't sexy. Sometimes I do it. So can you. Speaking of viral, let's talk about your tweet right before the uh i mean G- which have <laughs> had a lot of
1: really really weird things go viral i mean I, i'll get it to my the most the most the, the most traumatic one but the one of my one of my favorite ones was i got into a war with roseanne barr oh my god um which was right when she like left twitter mm-hmm. and then like came back it was that was that was a whole thing and that was it was really sad for me because I loved yes, me too. her as a kid. and I still think me her too. original show is one of the greatest me shows that ever was of me all too. time. Yes, I agree. So that was, so that was just really sad and weird. Yeah. And
0: Tom
1: Arnold got involved in the Twitter fight with. I mean, it was it was bananas, and that was just like <laughs> that was like I don't know, kind of fun. What What uh, was it I, about it, 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 what What were you
0: like, What were you arguing about? I
1: was I it was when I thought her show was first going to be rebooted and I wrote how excited I was about it. And people brought to my attention that she was kind of, that she had gone right and was tweeting Mm -hmm. all this really awful stuff. And I don't know, I said something or I tagged her and then she started like attacking me and like wouldn't stop, told me she was going to like block me and report me. It was bizarre. (laughs) And then we like went back and forth and then that was the night they took her Twitter away. Wow. It was bananas, but that was that was whatever compared to what happens to me the day before the insurrection. Now again, let's back up the fact that I had or have 11 or 12,000 followers, which is not that much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did have a blue check, which was because like I had once written a book, like it was. So, you know, that gave me some, they Mm -hmm. think that it gives me some authority or power, but also that I'm more than I am, which is no one, no one knows who I am. No one, no one is tuning into your podcast to hear me. Like they don't, I am not a name. (laughs) Okay, I'm just not. No one's like, oh, it's because she's, a-. no. <laughs> and they're not. I mean, you're throwing me a boat. No one knows who I am. So I, I, well, if my friends will listen. So I put, um, I tweeted, it was the night, so it was the, in the special elections for Georgia, and it was January 5th, and mm-hmm. the two Democrats won, and we knew that night mm-hmm. Biden had won. We had won Congress, and we had officially won the Senate. So we had the trifecta. And I tweeted something like, "We got the trifecta." Well, so I use a lot of colorful language, right? Hey, so wait, I wait, like, wait, oh, wait, 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 uh, wait. Here <laughs> it is.
0: This um, is. You, okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read it. You said, "Well, I'm calling it. We got the fucking trifecta. Take no prisoners. Burn them to the ground. Kick that turtle shell straight to hell. Pack the courts. and the filibuster. Make D.C. and Puerto Rico and Guam all motherfucking states." That's what you tweeted. Yeah. That's
1: what I tweeted. That's what I tweeted, right? Um, that is what I tweeted. And again, I am just a random asshole on the internet. Well, well Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jenna Ellis, who was Trump's lawyer, yeah. the one who like got COVID from Rudy Giuliani's fart. So she, they screenshotted it and wrote, this is what the Democratic Party's official message is. <sighs> And, like, people all thought I worked for Joe Biden and <laughs> oh that, like, God. I was a representative of the DNC. I was employed by no one um, but myself. I had no – I didn't even have any political clients at the time. I, I was literally a random asshole on the internet. Like, I was nobody. <laughs> so they sent, I don't know, America for me. I wow. I woke up, and I had voicemails and text messages. And, and, like, I was really scared, like, for my life and my kids. Like, I was like, what? like, what do I do? I was – terrified and then um and then the insurrection happened and uh they didn't really bother me anymore because there's uh, a hell of a lot more happening uh, mm-hmm. and i had to clarify that when i said burn them to the ground i meant metaphorically as a party not the capital um so it was really scary and it was really scary because again i'm not a celebrity mm-hmm. i'm not a politician I hold no office. I don't represent, I was not speaking to represent any politician. I'm not, I'm not even on a, on on a, on a count. I'm not even on a county committee. Like I'm, I'm, I I don't, I'm not a school but I'm nobody. (laughs) And they said, this is the official stance of the Democratic Party. And then all these right-wing articles were posting like pictures of me (laughs) with Jenna Ellis saying like the, the the great debate. It was, it was was bizarre. And it, it it, it did nothing positive for me. It Mm -hmm. didn't bring me money or fame or acclaim or clients. It was just, horrifying and unfortunately it faded away but Mm -hmm. I'm a lot more careful
0: now I mean I'm still (laughs) yelling on Twitter and maybe that blue (laughs) check
1: being gone is a blessing in disguise because that was really scary and really strange yeah
0: that happened to me too um I'm not going to get into the details just because it was a stressful situation but back Mm. in 2018 I tweeted something out that you know I I swear to god when I tweeted it I really didn't think it was going to I just mm-hmm. didn't think much of it and oh my I was on the cover of everything. I was on the cover of Fox mm-hmm. News. I was on the cover of da- da- Daily Stormer, which is a Nazi. Oh god. News. Oh god, I'm, I'm going to google that when we hang up. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, it was fucking horrifying, but the but the, the good thing was I, no Democrats came after him It was only the right. I mean, fucking what's his name? Um Glenn Beck was coming after me. And, and so what I just decided, if this happens to anybody out there, if you tweet something and all of a sudden you are getting bombarded by the right, uh, my best advice is to just ignore it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I basically addressed it for a few minutes when I started noticing shit was going down and I thought, uh oh, <laughs> oh, no, here comes Glenn Black or Glenn Beck. And, and so anyway, yeah. um, I after a point, I just I just stopped Talking to anybody, do, I, I do, if, not, if, reply, do yes. not reply. Do not reply, and
1: lock your shit down. Make it private. Yeah, and then typically these things blow over in twenty-four to forty-eight hours. It's so
0: true. They Um, do. They get all raged out on you and everybody wants to do an article about you. And, um, it was funny too, because chicks on the right, I don't know if you know who they are, but I fucking hate them. And they've, they, the reason I even know who they are is because back in 2012, I was the spokesperson for rock the slut vote and they found out about rock the slut vote. And so of course they just attacked us constantly. And I wrote a blog. I was new to blogging and I wrote a blog and I think I wrote literally twice in one paragraph. So they completely went after me for that. (laughs) um, Then, so cut to in 2018, you know, they see this story about me, and then they wrote about me, and I I got one phone call, but you got, like, death threats and stuff like that. No,
1: I woke up to, like, a whole bunch of voicemails, a whole bunch of text messages. I mean, imagine. Yeah. This was was the worst possible timing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, this was the
1: day before the insurrection. America was at a boiling point. Wow. And they thought that, and and, and you've got their spokespeople, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jenna Ellis Mm and other right-wing conservative, whatever, the the, the screenshot that I was the the voice of the Democratic Party, it was bizarre. I mean, it really was strange because, I mean, they could have taken a tweet from anybody. Yeah.
0: That's it. That's it. It could be anybody. Yeah. I just, uh, it can be scary. I mean, I think, I know you, (laughs) I have to agree with you a little bit, even though I would, if I had my choice, I would rather go back to the old way of Twitter. But um, back when legacy checks were, you know right. legit and all that but it there is a certain kind of a now when i tweet things i i'm not quite as worried <laughs> right <laughs> because I just, no, I, 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 <laughs> I just don't get I'm the reach i just don't get the reach anymore
1: that i'm gonna like because i also have had situations where I, I i said i i said something that was taken the wrong way
0: yeah exactly. i had
1: people that i really respect
0: right be like what
1: yeah and that's the worst. Like, oh my god that 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 didn't sound the way you know yeah. <laughs> that's that, that that can happen to anybody. Of course you be yes, the greatest communications expert in yeah. the world and you tweet something and you phrase it in a way that you didn't reread right. you read six times and you're like oh my oh my god I didn't that's not yeah. what I meant I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's always I I know I've done that where I tweeted something out and and in my mind I was thinking right. about it one way but the person read it a different way. And so, exactly. you know, and then you can't prove what you were thinking. You can't say, here, yeah. let me show you what my thought process was. <laughs> you can't right. and do that. Like,
1: I mean, and then it's worse because it's like you're trying to, like, yes. explain it. Yeah. And, and then it just was okay.
0: It just it makes it worse. You
1: not you just move on because that was bad. And, you know, so you know and i was, but so with um you know on behalf of a of a i'm working from behalf of a client or someone who's in politics i will reread that stuff 10 oh, times right, so yes. look at it <laughs> and like analyze it from every angle yeah. just to make sure it gets seven levels of approval because that you you can you do not want to post you something to that's that
0: misconstrued. <laughs> no.
1: um but when i'm tweeting as myself drunk you know exactly <laughs> like, you know, like, I know. but yeah i mean <laughs> I do right. Like I would I would I would get the blue checks back if I could more because I would like to know that I'm you know, interacting with the real Oprah. Right. Exactly. But, like, but yeah, I'm not as terrified to be yeah, because literally nobody cares.
0: <laughs> well, let me ask you, um, as far as what you're seeing right now, just on the national scale, uh, politically speaking, how are you feeling about twenty twenty four?
1: So the I think that if we went into another election, which was which is Biden versus Trump, I think I would not be worried. Here's where I'm worried. Here's where I'm gravely worried. I am gravely worried about the no labels party hmm. or the forward party or one of those third parties coming in and trying to run this bullshit moderate slate, which as far as I understand and everything I've read is 100% their intention, mm-hmm. like some kind of like a mansion Collins kind of deal. Yeah. That would fuck us. Trump would win. Well, like, you know, I am you know, it's interesting
0: Hal Sparks was on my show last Tuesday, and he actually has the opposite um, thought about that party or that no labels bullshit. He doesn't think it's going to. Now, I, I'm not sure that he's right, but I, I do know that he's right about a lot of things. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. he's right about this. But what like what I was thinking is, number one, OK, with those no labels, you could pull people away who are going to vote, you know, like the I I hate Trump so I'll vote for yeah. for Biden. So yeah, you might be able to pull away some of those people, but then I think there's also how what what did it I can't remember how he said it, but that it would also pull away from the people who don't really want to vote for Trump, but would vote for the same thing on the other side. So it's like, I really don't love Biden, but I hate Trump. So I'll vote for Biden. So I think there are people out there who I don't really love Trump, but I'm going to vote for him because he's the, uh, to, to them, he's well. He's the he's got. It's got to be him because he's the Republican, and I'm going to vote for the Republican. Right. So right. if if you've got this no labels party, it might pull people away from Trump too. That was I think the point. I he made.
1: I, I, I wish I had his optimism, and I, <laughs> I I
0: hope to I hope to hell that he's right. Yeah, I know. Well, so um, do I. I
1: also don't know if they're going to throw in a,
0: a like a other
1: party green party. I mean, I I think that's where.
0: Yeah, I know. That's the scary part.
1: That's where it can get fucked up, mm-hmm. right? Like, if we just go in straight Trump and Biden, I think we're good. Yeah. But as long as nothing gnarly happens, you know, they don't crash the economy on purpose
0: mm-hmm.
1: or, or whatever, um, you mm-hmm. know, I think I think we're, we'll be all right. But but if they start, if they start, I, what I do worry is the Senate. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the most, like, precarious Senate yeah. setup possible where, right. like, there's no way we're going to keep, like, I don't think we're going to keep, like, Montana and West Virginia, Um I do think we'll win Congress
0: back. Hmm. Well, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think that right now I'm doing my best to just kind of like disassociate. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I kind yeah, of like I, I, I observe. Well, I don't always do it, but um, I try to just observe and then disassociate. Because if I, you know, I, it's like I said, when I had uh, Fred Guttenberg on, I just didn't even feel like I gave him a, a good interview because I was so afraid of of what was going to happen to my health care. And I just it's, it's too much. I mean, you know, I will say up until the uh, up until election night of 2022, I was I was pretty optimistic and I, I refused to get pulled into the fear. And then I got pulled in on election night, pretty fucking bad. I mean, it was bad. I was freaking out, and I know I freaked out my boyfriend because. In um,
1: twenty twenty two, no, I was feeling okay.
0: Well, twenty twenty two,
1: I was twenty twenty one. I thought I was
0: going to lose, lose. I thought we were going to lose New
1: Jersey's governor, and oh. I had an absolute meltdown.
0: Right. Well, uh, the reason I freaked out, I was all good. I was listening to the right people. I was listening to 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 Simon Rosenberg and. Christopher Boozy, and they were all basically saying, "Okay, oh, yeah. we're
1: gonna Christopher be okay." Buzzi with my like yeah, light exactly. Yeah.
0: And so, but then on the on election night, I had to go on Mary Trump's show, and right before I went on her show, she, I watched DeSantis win and Rubio win, and they didn't yeah. win because of gerrymandering. They won because people voted for him. There, you, 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 there's no gerrymandering in the Senate. There's no gerrymandering in governor's right. races. So, right. I completely freaked out. And so I had and then it was funny because I was sitting there because, you know, on Mary's show, there's a whole bunch of people. And so I was there early and I was fucking sitting in a room alone with Jennifer Rubin. And I just thought that was funny, except I was so scared. And she was basically talking me down and making me like she she was trying to make me feel okay about what was going to happen. But then Mary Trump came on and she was freaking out. And so, you know, after I did the show uh my my boyfriend who was also on the show you know we we met up in the living room and i just completely lost it i was so upset and i'm like i don't like being on this fucking earth and i was just like he didn't even know how to deal with me i I, said
1: this planet is not for me i wasn't built for this life like I, I, i i i absolutely and i'm and i and i as much as i complain about, like, literally everybody who's just like out there, just like living their life and like seeing what's on sale at Target, and just like you know, getting their Christmas decorations and all that kind of stuff. I'm envious. I know. I, I do sometimes. I wish I could just live in blissful ignorance.
0: I know. But I'm know. like
1: hyper aware.
0: I know. I'm hyper aware. So yeah, I, it's 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 difficult, and I am trying to kind of at this point I can when it's far off I can kind of carp. Compartmentalize as long as I don't, you know. It's like if I'm watching MSNBC and all of a sudden I see Joe Manchin or Kirsten Sinema, I'm like, ah! I can't, I can't watch, I can't watch.
1: But I'm in this. I I put myself into this hellscape that I didn't realize by moving from Pennsylvania, kind of shifted pretty blue to New Jersey, thinking it was safe, where we actually have every year is an on year our legislative and governor years are alternate to the Senate and presidential years. So like, there's always something to be freaking out about. And we have school board elections every single year. And they're like a whole other, like I can't even describe, but like New Jersey is always on fire. Yeah. At least in my brain. Right. So like, (laughs) like I just, so like I'm constantly like, I, I have not had a moment's peace. Yeah. And that's, Psychotic and unhealthy, and I'm and that's probably why I'll die young, and oh. Republicans will live to be 106, right. and that's just kind of how it's gonna shake out. Oh. Uh, but you know, and yeah, everyone tells me, you know, like, oh, like, you know, meditate, and I, was like, I do it, like, it's, it's, uh, I'm still, it doesn't matter, this yeah. is how I'm gonna be. Well, the only thing that works for me is, 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 I don't buy as somebody said, it's the, and it action is the anecdote to despair so that's why I'm just always like moving and pushing and doing and giving up postcards on social media and let's do this and let's knock doors because if I'm not moving then I'm just going to lay there like watching MSNBC and like tweeting and crying yeah, and exactly. <laughs> it's not awesome for my kids either so Aww. like you know I try to Aww. break away sometimes
0: <laughs> yeah it's not so easy mom. it's not easy but we all got to figure out something to do I mean you know th- what what's keeping me going right now is that I have to be in a wedding and I have to lose weight so I and I have to lose a lot of it by august so it's like i am very motivated to lose this weight it, as much as i can so it's like i it does give me something else to focus on because my vanity and insecurity is huge and so i, I, like- I feel that i feel that i feel
1: that i'm focused on my vanity and insecurity too my
0: perimenopause. menopause well i'm um, menopausal and it's like i have to wear basically a dress that's Pretty much meant for, you know, I'm not going to say meant for, but would look better on a a woman in her 30s. And I'm going to be 55. So um, while I look great for my age and all that stuff, I don't look like I'm 35. And so it's not going to be easy. But but those things I have to say, those things are keeping me, you know, focused on other stuff while all the crazy political shit goes down. So, you know, no, I don't love it. It is stressful because when you when you're older Doing what I'm doing right now, if I were in my 30s, I would have already probably lost about 15 pounds. I don't know how, and I'm going to say 15 pounds of fat, but right now I am, uh, I won't get on the scale. I can't. So, um, well,
1: it's like impossible to lose weight after 40 and, so I think, hard. and and then I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, can we, should be scam Mozambique? Like, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I know, I at know this that. this point, like what, what, what. <laughs> well, right you know what I'm do doing?
0: It. I'm doing intermittent fasting and, um, I really didn't want to, I really, 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 really didn't want to, but I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it because I keep hearing good things about it. And I'm actually, it's not so hard. It's not but as hard though, as I thought.
1: like not eating, like, from, like, like, if I eat dinner really early and sleep kind of late, so, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, babe, well, what I'm doing is, and, and you can't have anything. Um, if you're going to do a true fast, so let's, like, there's different kinds of it, but this is how it works. Your body, and I won't spend too much time on this, but we're at the end, so it's okay. But, um, if after twelve hours, your body starts consuming its own fat for fuel, so you eat yeah. and then t- in that twelve hours it's it's consuming glyc glycogen i guess and so um and I think I was insulin resistant at some point. I might not be anymore, but either way i I do a sixteen eight fast, so my window for eating is eight hours basically i okay. i I would eat normally I don't restrict per se i mean I am being careful of what I eat, but I am eating normally. And then for 16 hours, you don't eat. And um, so, yeah, it's like if I go to bed or if I eat dinner at like 8 o'clock, I'm done. So then 8 o'clock in the morning is 12 hours. And then four hours after that is when I will start having something in my body. The only thing I do is I have coffee with a little bit of almond milk in it because I read that you can do that. It doesn't raise your insulin.
1: I mean, I could do that. I feel like I kind of already do that. But like it doesn't.
0: Yeah, and it, but it, but, um, but then, but so I'm also doing, that. I'm working out more and I'm doing yeah. low carb and I'm eating whole foods. So, oh, that's right. Are you on Peloton?
1: No. Too? No. Oh, somebody, Oh, one
0: one
1: of my other Twitter friends was, because I was, was, said they were going to start following me on Peloton. and I thought a video. So, one of the other Twitter friends.
0: <laughs> no, I don't do that, but I pretty much do every fucking thing else. So, um, and I've noticed, you know what? I've I, and I move more. I just move more because my life is sedentary. So I, yeah, I hey, just decided. I don't move.
1: I've been sitting in this chair all day. Yeah.
0: So I get up and I move now, and I work out more, and I do strength training. So I'm like doing all of it. I'm obsessively uh, doing everything I can in a healthy way. I'm not, I'm not doing it in an unhealthy way, but in a healthy way. So we'll see what happens. But I, I have noticed. I won't weigh myself, but I have definitely noticed. Like I have a pair of pants and they're falling off. So that's good. I'll take it
1: that's Um, great well i'm glad that you're finding something to distract yourself and i'm sure i think i find things to distract myself but you know someone said to me like hey it's really unhealthy that your work is politics and like your hobby is politics Um, and i'm like yeah it's
0: it's i know It know it really sucks doesn't it
1: it really is twisted but you know that's fine I have a long as people like you that I can talk to yeah. and, I, and and like understand my ramblings. I feel better. <laughs> thank you for thank you for listening to me and thank you to like anyone else who listens on purpose.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. And before I let you go, uh, tell everybody where to find you.
1: Okay, so pagewolf. dot com. you And then and I'm t- basically Page Wolf on all the socials.
0: Okay, there you go. I was just going to say that. So yeah. follow, follow, follow Page. Of course, I am on Twitter, author Kimberly, L-E-Y, and then I'm Kimberly Johnson on Spoutable. My books are on Amazon page. It was awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you.
0: All right, bye-bye.